Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is AFL Round 16 all wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is for your highlight of the week. So, Josh, you got a highlight of the week past. Yeah, um, I've, I've stuck with motorsport for a while, and I'm sticking there as well. Um, on the weekend, there was uh, the motors- F1 motorsport calendar. Generally, there's a week or two gap between races, but this was three in a row. Uh, finishing up with the Silverstone Grand Prix, which is one of the more popular ones because it's you know in Europe in uh, the heartland, England. yeah. Um, and uh, Lewis Hamilton pulled out a brilliant ripper of a lap to qualify on pole, and obviously being the homeboy, he's popular there, uh, and he was shaking with emotion afterwards because he really did uh, put in a stonking lap, <coughs> which made it all the more uh, heart wrenching. When I think it was in the second corner, he got a, a bit of a tap from Kimi Raikkonen on the rear and spat out and ended up coming dead last. Um, that was a highlight, but also he was able to claw back through the pack and come second. But um, he lost the absolute fucking plot over the radio about it, and uh, he actually tried to dodge the journos when they were wanting to ask about it. And uh, to the point where he said it was flat out cheating and it was a takeout manoeuvre. Hmm. He walked back from it very quickly afterwards because <laughs> uh, Kimi Raikkonen. He can be a scary unit, especially when you're a five foot four dude who likes to wear jewelry and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it was it was a bit of a highlight to see that he he came so close to having the fairy tale weekend and uh, didn't had it snatched away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, England have had enough success in sport recently, so I'm not too upset about that one. But actually, seeing the F F two like the category mm. below, there was this American driver, Ferrier, Fuwaki, 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 or something like that. Um, decided, Ferrucci, yeah. Ferrucci, yeah. Decided that uh, he was happy with his teammates driving, so on the cooldown lap, decided he'd just hit him, like, in the car. Yeah. Drive the car into him. Which, okay. this is, a, like, the race is over, and he's decided, you know what, I'm going to even this up right now. <laughs> yeah. But he make, he and his old man make Joss Verstappen and Max Verstappen look sane. He got pushed back because he wanted to put Make America Great Again on yeah. his on his library, <laughs> yeah. which there's a blanket ban, don't put uh, any political slogans on, which the FIA learned after, you know, the whole uh, Hitler tried to sponsor Mercedes back in F1 in the 30s, and actually did. So they, they learned from that. They decided, bad idea. Yeah, but uh, he's so he's complained that he's been dropped for uh, four races or something, and he said, you know... These Europeans, they just can't handle American attitude. <laughs> it's like, well, you did ruin your own team because yeah. you crashed your teammate. Maybe that had a bit more to do with it. I think yeah. I'm on the side of the officials on this one, Jeff. Yeah. yeah, it's not NASCAR. You can't just ram fuckers. Not even NASCAR. You, just, you, have, to, you have to fight after that. Like, you don't get to just walk out of there. <laughs> but I, I did watch that too, and that was astounding. And his old man's like, he did nothing wrong. I'm like, fucking come on, mate. Uh, Brenton, you got a highlight? I, I think I know where we're going think on this we're going one. We're going on this one. And, yeah. uh, big, big event on UFC on the weekend where you had the light heavyweight champion, Daniel Cormier, who is a little short, round nugget <laughs> of muscle in wrestling. That he's, he's a everybody hydrant. loves. Yeah, he is like he's someone you can relate to. He's a top dude. He took on the heavyweight champion of the world, most successful heavyweight uh, in the UFC ever. And yeah. He, Again, somebody that everybody loves. Yeah, a, Stipe like, Miocic. Literally a half, like. He, he's a casual. He's not a casual fireman. He's part-time fireman. Literally, doesn't give up his job as fighting fires in Cleveland. And yeah, wasn't wasn't particularly um, good odds for yeah. or short odds for winning the fight. Ends up knocking him out in the first round. It was a war of a first round too. It was yeah. Because um, yep. I didn't watch the fight live, but I watched it afterwards, and I thought, oh, yeah, this looks like the fourth. Yeah, yeah. yeah both Stepe at the end, like, yeah. given. Uh, uh, press conferences and backstage interviews, he's, his face pretty busted he's up. Done. Yeah. Well, the, there was a bit of uh, talk about that being because of eye gouging and whatnot, which 
if uh, if DC's learned anything from John <laughs> Jones, yeah, going out fingers first is uh, one thing he's famous for. Yeah, and but the thing is, he did he did like throw out a couple of eye gouges there, but that's not why he won the fight. No, um, there was just bad technique by Stipe in the in the clinch and the dirty boxing. Very that, was that one good rocking punch. Yeah, very un Stipe like, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. He's usually good at being a little bit more on the outside, and but he just didn't really give the. DC the respect for you know just absolutely being able to yeah. stick his head out there and keep it on his shoulders. He looked a bit like a uh, post TRT Overeem. Uh, st- yeah, yeah, I can see that a little bit. I think that he he's a he's a great thinking fighter. Yeah, and very tactically sound. I think DC might have just been a little bit smarter. Yeah, I think he expected DC to wrestle him because he's a wrestler. Yeah. I think those short punches, those short jabs, actually might have just rocked him a little bit. And yep. He might not have been completely there. Yeah. Well, that's just it with the the short limbed guys. They don't have the reach. But the shorter limbs can be more powerful. They can accelerate faster. Well, especially in that clinch situation. You can't get tied up as easy. And all right, we, we can't go on without mentioning the WWE call-out afterwards. Oh, yeah. for fuck's sake. Yeah. I honestly did not know if this would lead to a match um, in the Octagon or at WrestleMania. Yeah, good point. And I'm sure uh, and maybe it, maybe it, it still will. It could be both. Yeah, it could be because DC isn't going to stick around for too much longer. He's 40 years old. Maybe forty-one and loves his wrestling. Thirty-nine, yeah, loves well, wrestling. To be honest, I'd I'd love to see DC move into WWE. And you just see him already have the the whole backstory already yeah. pre-planned out. Yeah, we've known each other for ages. Always talked about who would win in a wrestling match. Yeah. Well, have a wrestling match now. Nah, yeah. Got a fight, fight in the fight in the cage. I'd I would, love to see. I would love to see if uh, you know how in F one you can get um, you can get a say in your teammate. Like if you're the, the bribes number one bribes. <laughs> now if you're the number <laughs> one right. driver. You can say, all right, I'll drive for Williams for four years, but uh, you know, Senna can't be my teammate. Yeah. Do you reckon he'd do that with John Jones? Like, I'm going to go to the WWE, but if John Jones comes in too, he never gets a title shot. Well, I mean, they could have the same doctor. So. I was say, he could, he could try that, <laughs> but you're dealing with Vince McMahon. Like, yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll agree yeah. to that, no worries. <laughs> yeah. And then turn around and go, no, we signed him. <laughs> He's fighting for the title against you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, what, you thought that contract meant something? Sorry, champ. <laughs> you don't know how this shit works. <laughs> you've got a long history of that. Um, also, on the UFC, I want to talk about uh, Nagano versus Lewis. Oh wow! Oh god, fucking wow. damn! Uh, I I saw a thing with Charles Sonnen put out today, the worst fight in UFC history, and loved every second of it. He <laughs> <laughs> would. I think there was one fight that might have been worse, which was Chemo Leopold versus Dan Severn, but that might have yep. been a pride. I think fight. they both had heart attacks. Yeah. But you, you talk about WWE fighters. Uh, how is Charles Sonnen not in there? Um, he did a little bit of work with one of the other ones. Um, but he's a big wrestling fan. Yeah. But he says he respects it too much. He hasn't done the training. Doesn't want to get involved. Yeah, I'd, I'd I want mean, him on the mic. I don't believe anything Charles says. To yeah. be <laughs> well, I mean, that's what he said. That's what he said before. That he loves it. Um, yeah. But he but, says I haven't done the training. I respect it too much. I don't want to go into it. And he's in the running the tournament for Bellator Heavyweight yeah. Championship. Yeah, he, he's yeah. still going for that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. So. You can see Bobby Knuckles as the coach for the next uh, tough fighter. Kevin yeah. Gastelum. Blood yeah. for twenty-seven now. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. Yeah. They do run a couple a year. How many champs can you name? Oh, they've had a few. Uh, Matt Sarah. Matt Sarah's obviously. Um, and I saw he had, a, he had a moment in a restaurant yeah, too. In a some, casino. Some drunken dickhead decided to, well, be a drunken dickhead. And Matt Sarah's like, turn it down, lad. And he's like, who the fuck do you think you are? And started mouth. And he's like, yeah. mate. <laughs> this dude's fully mounted, both both wrists under control, talking about how he's going to smash him. Yeah, well. <laughs> And you see Matt Sarah's laughing. Like, you know, 
I, when someone's got no neck and cauliflower ears, leave them the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a motto everyone should live by. Or, you know, if he's famous for being a fighter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. he doesn't recognise it. Okay. Older yeah. fighter champions. you got Forrest, obviously. Yeah. Forrest Griffin. Rashad Evans. TJ yeah. Dillashaw. Yeah. Matt Serra. Uh, Bobby Knuckles. Yeah. Bisping. Knuckles yeah. wasn't the champ. Bisping. Yeah. Bobby Knuckles is the champ. Bobby Knuckles is the champ today. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he wasn't a... a didn't win tough. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Remember, sure? yeah, yeah. There was two. He won the the smashes. Two weight divisions. Remember his final fight too. It was a yeah. three round. It was brilliant that fight. I remember it was fight of the year for yeah, me. Yeah, it was that one seventy. Yeah, um, um, but there were two weight divisions in that one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was so Australia Jake, versus Jake England. Matthews was on that same one. I'm pretty sure, wasn't he? He didn't win it. No, he didn't win it. Yeah, but Bobby Knuckles. Yeah, that's right. Because the other final was two English fellas. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I can't tell you who won that one. No, there's one dude who dressed up like a clown or some shit. Yeah, that yeah. was. Pearson versus, uh, was it Sinisic? No, 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 it wasn't Pearson. No. Pe- Pearson. No, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, there's, there's half a dozen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, there's probably one or two that we're forgetting. Oh, like, obviously, um, uh, Esparza. Uh, oh, Carla. Who, who, you know, they yeah. had the belt at the end of it, so it had to be somebody. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Nick Diaz almost. You know. Did, yeah. um... Nate. Yeah. Nate Diaz, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Um, Bit a few. Got close. Who? Uh, Book, Brookham. Uh, the, yeah, yeah right. Jonathan yeah. Booker. Yeah. Jonathan looked like everything and became nothing. Um, I, I think that was actually one of the bad years because he looked so good in the house. Yeah. And then when he got out, you went, oh, oh. he's just better than everyone in the house. Yeah. Well, the same with yeah. Uriah Hall. He, he was tearing people's heads off. Yeah, well, he had highlights. Yeah. He had highlights. And he's had a few highlights when he got out, but... It's you know not enough to to go through. He got his head taken off in uh, uh, this event too by yeah. by Costa. Yep. Costa's a champ in the waiting. Yeah, yeah. God yeah, damn it! Putting him on a headline card in Brazil, that was saying tough motherfucker. Oh, wouldn't he? Yeah. <coughs> um, looks the real deal. All right, we'll get into the footy. Um, and it all started on Thursday night with uh, a very accurate Sydney Swans versus a very inaccurate um, Geelong. I'm still feeling Thursday night footy. Yeah, I like. It. I know that they're not going to continue on. Um, I think next week is uh, sorry. This round coming is the last one, right? Um, because it's too hard to organise with six day breaks and stuff like that. Yep. When it's uh, they can do it coming out of the bye week, but yeah, I've been feeling it too. I like I like this Thursdays. Um, it's a shame it's it's going to stop. Yeah, let you go to the go to work on Friday and talk about the game before and whatnot, rather yeah. than discussing the weather in Melbourne. Oh, it's which, just, you know, it's just another night to watch footy. Yeah, yeah. I can't argue with that. Um, I mean, 20, eight goals, twenty-three is disgraceful. It's, it is. Yeah, it's it disgraceful. is. <laughs> it's uh, there's plenty of shots on goal yeah, there. You get a oh. W with that score is amazing, especially at the SCG. Not uh, not as disgraceful as what happened in the VFL. I don't know if you saw that in the the North v uh, Casey game. No. Uh, North kicked zero goals, seven. <laughs> Did they win? No. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, for the match, and uh, the winning score was about one goal twelve. Oh, okay. Right. Something someone that was belting down rain, like absolutely tearing it up. Um, in this one, uh, when it, like, uh, Sydney, hour. yep, Sydney still had uh, a chance late. They were still with, within it. They did. When two minutes to go and they're down by a goal, Nalia Alia goes for a screamer on the halfback flank. Yeah. And yeah. that's when Jake Kelly kicked the, the sealer. Yeah. You're like, champ, not the time to be taking mark of the year. Oh, well, he's yeah. starting to get some belief, isn't he? He is. He's <laughs> just, just uh, strong. A little, bit too much. a little bit too much. Yeah. Getting a bit excited with that one. Yeah. But, and, but it is one of those things that uh, it's at the death, these mistakes. And because it's the ceiling goal, it gets replayed and yep. everyone gets to see it again. Yeah. You're like, you make one mistake. Uh, uh, Channel 7 do the Sunday game as well, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting because uh, 
We'll talk about it further, but North are playing uh, Sydney on Sunday game. So Alir Alir and Majdor will be on there. It'll be all all about the uh, African gang crime. So Sydney versus Geelong. We've mentioned North <laughs> reserves. <laughs> We've mentioned North next week. Um, c- can you name a Sydney or Geelong player? Alir Alir. I just did. There you go. All right. Um, but it was almost like Geelong uh, were trying to... Well, they've got bets on what the margin's going to be, so they're trying to turn the ball over, but not look too oh, pathetic. So you're, you're saying they're point shaving? I'm going to say that they have seriously <laughs> tried to... This, maybe this was part of their plan of being able to attract Gary Ablett uh, into the team without people taking too much of a pay cut. They just fix a few games, get like the margin either padded out or trimmed down when they're ahead, and uh, tell, tell the tip to the, to the imports, and away you go. Yeah, spot fixing. Yeah. Well, big uh, Tommy Hawkins, he had a day out, uh, you know, taking six marks and kicking two goals, five. So there's your main offender right there. Oh, should yeah. have been the other way around, to be honest. He, 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 should he could have, have should missed day. a couple. He had a good game, but just couldn't kick set shots. Uh, actually, in your absence last week, we did pump up Franklin saying he's due for a big one. He had a medium-sized one. He kicked four. Yeah, it's a decent day out. Blitzarves is a good matchup for him, but it was a few times that uh, he was just too strong when they were standing still, but... Uh, I think probably the best matchup size-wise, obviously, mm-hmm. um, for him in the league. But well, I think because uh, Blitzars can go with him by pace, and I think Blitzars might even have a little bit of pace on him, which uh, not many players his size yeah. can say. But body-to-body, shoulder-to-shoulder strength, it's, it's buddy all day. Um, and there was that one goal that he kicked that didn't get mentioned in goals of the week, uh, down on the boundary line where he's you know, he's got the inside 50 and then picked up the crumbs and kicked it himself. Yep. You go, okay, he might not... Be as quick, but he is smarter. Yeah. And Jeezy moves well. Yeah. Yeah, he knows he's winning. So Horonite on the injury front for uh, the Swannies, they lost uh, Hanabry, who's been having a shocking year anyway. Yeah. Kieran Jack, who's been more than handy for them. And then McVeigh, who's been their architect off the back line. And that's the big out for them too. That's the, coming into this game, they had nearly a clean bill of health. Probably one or two of their best 22 not playing. And then they lose those three in the game, and mm. then uh, Sam Reed went down in the first five minutes in the in the twos. Oh shit! So that's a big week for him on the injury front. Well, I did uh, did see about McVeigh, old mate uh, Duck Kerry suggested that maybe Sydney should look at moving him on, and uh, Carlton should pick him up. That's sort of that general, which well, means McVay. he's probably finished. Yeah, Jared McVeigh. He's already said. Um, I think he hinted last year that this would be his final year, um, but I did hear uh, Kerry say that that um, why wouldn't. Carlton throw 800 grand at him or Gold Coast because he's 40 isn't he he hey, is but he's the sort of on-field leader that they very very much need but you look at Luke Hodge doing up at Brisbane yeah I mean I know they're third bottom oh, or whatever but they get money's worth because oh, they're him to K though we'll give him I don't know maybe 450 but well, it's not like anybody I'm, else on I'm the team yeah, <laughs> on, on the books or off the books well I, I don't it's have Carlton. books all together yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he's a big out, you know, with a broken collarbone. So that's uh, it's gonna be a struggle for the Swannies over the next month. What about uh, Heaney? Was he he was not a chance of playing. playing this one? No, still injured from last. Yeah, last week? still. I think was he a concussion issues? I can't remember. I think from the it's, week before. Yeah. Um, so he sat this one out, and uh, I think he's he's likely to line up this week because uh, they need him. Yep. And I thought the Sydney. I mean. They still managed to keep um, the big three of, of Geelong relatively quiet yeah. for their standards. So, yeah, I really expected them to be able to get on top of them well, um, by, by that sort of strategy. Well, especially danger with less than 20 touches. Yeah. I, I know that mm-hmm. it's a smaller ground, it can feel cramped at times, even yeah. though it's not that small. Um, but, but even to, like four tackles, usually danger is a bit more hard of a chaser than that. Sure maybe yeah. couldn't get that run of the ball. Or even Ablett had like 17-odd touches, I think, um, two tackles. 
Yeah. And Selwood was obviously the pick of their bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, one player I did like was young uh, Jermaine Jones. Only his fourth game, and he led the game in tackles quite easily. Uh, he was doing a bit of a run with game in the middle, but uh, he was just ferocious at it. Just loved to tackle. Yeah. Who, who's he running with? No. Uh, he was just picking up everyone that was running around oh. the place. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's been all right. They've done well actually um, with their. Uh, Young Narkle as well. One, yeah, up. Sparkle Narkle, yeah. who's uh, captured the imaginations of all the commentators. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, he looks comfortable, doesn't he? He looks like he belongs. He's not a first-year yeah. player. Yeah, yeah they're, they're sort of sitting back going, yeah, fuck my lot. <laughs> well, even now, like... Although he had a good game, in fairness. I think Guthrie's had a pretty big fall from grace after he's taken over Ablett's role and Ablett yeah. left. And now he's sort of in no man's land. He's not really know what to do with him because you can't really slot him into being a, a sort of power defender or a runoff half-back. He has to maybe float along a wing or something. But yeah, well, second change is the middle. Well, he, he has gone backwards this year, you feel. And injury hasn't helped. Guthrie? Yeah. Yeah, he's one of those blokes where he had that uh, superstar expectation put on him pretty early. I, I thought maybe, yeah. I thought he, especially last year, he had a great year and you thought, you know, maybe this year he doesn't get Looked at or tagged, he might uh, thrive. But yeah. how many years in is he? Oh, six or seven. Yeah, yeah he's been, been around that many. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Been a while. Yeah. All right. Holy <clears throat> well, shit! Then fuck it. <laughs> I was going to pump him up and say, "Well, he's he's still got promise," but nah, seven years in, fuck him. Um, Friday night, the second grand final rematch for the year, and uh, oh, the Crows were in it for a little while, but it it more than any other year, this feels like everyone's falling away. I, I, feel like, I feel like this was Ali Frazier. Like, uh, you know... A bit of rope-a-dope. Well, not... Uh, no, that was... Uh, Foreman, Foreman Frazier. Um, it just felt like Ali sort of uh, he gets in there and, you know, cops a few. He's like, hang on, hang on. <laughs> this isn't the way this goes, mate. Yeah. I'm, I'm winning this. And just, you know, lays in. Take that with you. But um, Richmond just... They were never worried. I didn't feel like they thought, shit, they might get this. They were just like, no, we, we know these guys will crack. Well, they definitely did crack too. They just uh, outpressured them and outclassed them uh, pretty much along all ends of the ground. Yeah, I mean, you talk about they uh, went on tilt. Even Jenkins, I think he kicked four or something like that. Uh, they three, were, three, all when, from the goal yeah, square. Yeah, not, when, not impressive goals. When he's your leading goal kicker, then you need other people to step up. Yeah, and we had people step up all over the ground. Well, um, that's what it is. It's all over the ground. And it's guys like Dan Butler who's looking yeah, damn dangerous. Yeah. Now injured, but yeah. um you know, and those kind of guys you go, Well, we're worried about Cochin and Martin. Yeah. And Rewalt and Rance. You know, fucking Dan Butler's jumping up. Yeah. <laughs> and Jaden Short said to had a massive game and I think what this has done is allowed Richmond to get the proper rest into the injuries that they've needed to. They don't have to rush anyone back. So yep. Press come back, he's firing on all cylinders. Rioli they gave an extra couple of weeks, I think. He's come back and he's doing what Rioli does. Yep. And so they're allowed to, that luxury of really properly looking after their injured players and make sure they yeah. come back firing. Coolly sitting up in the crowd, you know, yeah. not a worry in the world. Yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, I'm probably right next week, you know. It will definitely get his, get his go in there, you know what I mean? Because they're very good at being able to rotate their list and sit someone out for a little bit just to maintain it going into finals. But it is funny the way the season's panned out because a couple of weeks ago I thought Swans v West Coast was a grand final um, uh, preview yep. and then Swans have lost a couple and now they've had their injury worries yeah. Eagles promptly lost McGrath um, uh, Lacrae sorry they lost everyone Lacrae Kennedy and Darling and yep. then lost three on the trot Collingwood then have an injury spate and you're like everyone's fucking falling away yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. North Melbourne pretty clean right about now <laughs> we've got Jared Wade but we expected that and it is the time of the season where you start hearing a bit of rumbles from the players about shortening the oh fuck off the, yeah. um, the shortening the season. season yeah I figure just, you know, have more rest. 
yeah. make the teams figure it out. Everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. Well, you see that happen in uh, sort of the NBA, in the uh, major baseball league, major league baseball, MLB or NBL, M- MLB, MLB, uh, yeah. and also in the Euro soccer. Like your star player doesn't play every game. No. Uh, yeah. You'll you'll keep them for the big like FA Cup games and the uh, super matchups of Premier League, but the goal is to win just. You're not trying to smash yeah. them every week. You want to be there for the end with your A team ready. Yeah, but percentage means a lot in AFL. Yeah, this yeah. is true. Yeah. So it's you know, probably going to mean even more this season than some others. Well, it's, it's still pretty close, isn't it? Yeah. I was reading on I only read it. There was only Richmond ahead of eighth place by three games or something yeah. like that. Four games. No, if you win every game by a point. You don't need percentage. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Or one draw. Yeah. <laughs> if you're the other one that's got a draw, it doesn't matter. It's <laughs> true. Um, so for this game, Adelaide just did not have the answer to the pressure because they won no. possession. You look at um, the top possession getters, yeah. they've got Crouch, Laird and Sloan in the yeah. top five. A lot of that's in the back half though. Exactly. Because yeah. yeah. they're stuck. It's fucking around the back of the packs. Yeah. Oh, well, and they had no choice you know, because every time they looked up, they're like, nah, there's three Tigers there. All right, I've got to go somewhere else. Your problem. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just well managed from the Tigers. But I didn't see one Adelaide player bust a pack. Like there was no one willing to go, nah, they're not going to tackle me. I'm going to palm them off in the face like Dusty does. And especially in the centre clearances, uh, even when they sharked the ball out of uh, sort of a Nankervis advantage, um, they still managed to not have a clear direct line or maybe a proper structure ahead of the ball to, to kick forward to. Yeah. There was too many hand passes and the Tigers just ran over them. Uh, and it's been replayed a lot, but uh, the stuff up in the goal square with yeah. uh, the young lad, was that uh, Polking? Uh, yeah. P- Paholke and, uh, and Tex. One of them needed to be more selfish or yeah. less selfish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, those highlights are, are nice at times. Yeah, well, yeah, when it's not you. Yeah. Um, although one positive, young uh, Dodie, if he doesn't get the rising star, it'll be Duday, Duda, uh, whatever. Yeah, I'm going to say Duday. It, it's him or Stevenson. Yeah, um, yeah and from, from Collingwood. And either one of them will be luck- unlucky to miss out. Yeah, exactly. But uh, gee, he could, he could make a lot of money somewhere else. Yeah. So Jack Higgins a bit stiff to miss out on the rising star nod this week. Twenty five <laughs> touches. I think people forget that he's only eighteen years old. Oh, no. well, as soon as he opens his mouth, they remember. Yeah. <laughs> I think he speaks in emojis. <laughs> I'm wondering if uh, the tyres get special compensation or something for employing a ADHD kid. Yeah. You know? <laughs> He's clearly there's something there. I, I love it, but they're right. Every, at some stage, Richmond are going to go, mate, can you tone, yeah. tone it down a bit? Like, pass the microphone on to somebody else. I think after the game, Asprey sort of did a lot of cuddle him in a little bit and you know, get away. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, did you see uh, Grimes before they're walking out? <laughs> yep. <laughs> before they're walking out onto the ground, he's standing... Oh, with the phone. He's standing uh, next to the phone and just picks it up and hands it to Rioli, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just hands it and goes, for you, mate. And he goes, it's not a fucking thing. Yeah. He's hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you see him just staking out that phone, just waiting for a victim. <laughs> yeah. see, I saw it differently. I saw him he's just standing there and goes, phone's there. Joke. There you go. <laughs> Purely a crime of opportunity. And good on him. But to be fair, how good is the club when you can do that before a game? Oh, and they, you know, they had the joke at uh, in the huddle last week and, and yeah. stuff like that. That's You're travelling well. Yeah. Well, you can fuck around like that and you're still Yeah, you don't do that shit when you're losing, let's be honest. No, yeah. but it sets the tone. Like everyone's mates. Yep. Um, no, they're absolutely flying. Uh, on to the Saturday games. Uh, the Brisbane Lions put 120 points on Carlton. Oh, 120. Jesus. Yeah. You, man, how do you console a Carlton, Carlton fan in these times? Ah, you, you say Kerno's contracted. That's that's yeah. really it. Yeah. Um, and that when they move a team to Tasmania, it won't be them. Yeah. House prizes might be up. I don't know. Uh, 
uh, it was interesting that Mark Murphy came out and said, you know, the guys just aren't showing commitment. Yeah. Like, mate, you only signed on last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's not talk about commitment just yet. Let's give it a couple more weeks. Yeah. Kate Simpson was late out in this game as well, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, we chose him. Yeah. yeah, that always doesn't help. But um, it was not the yeah, 400 points difference. Young Hipwood's uh, put a bit of a hurt on him too with 6-2. Yeah, nice little handful there. He's a nice looking player though. And I'm uh, nice looking footballer too. <laughs> nice looking um, no, he had a good game. He's he's threatened to do this for quite a while, um, you know. And he sort of pops up here and there to, and does it. Um, it'd be good to see him do it against uh, you know a, 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 team a better side. Um, yeah. Having said that, we play him this week, so I don't want to see him do it this week. He's um, he's like a Ben Brown with a shorter run up. So not really like Ben Brown at all. <laughs> he plays that sort of way where he's able to grab the ball at the height of the mark and just he's quite accurate with his uh, placing. He's got some toe on him too. Um, he has a lot more speed than Ben Brown. I'll give him that. And you look at the ball winners for Brisbane, I think like, one of the most things that stands out is like, two or three players you've never heard of that are stepping up and putting in big games. I mean, well, got, except, except Beams, he's got, smashing it. Yeah, you've got Gardner, you've got Witherden, you've got Hodge. Yeah. Well, Hodge is having, <laughs> he's having a better year than he had last year. Yeah, that's just, this is true. I mean, it's amazing. he didn't start off great, though. It's oh, taking yeah. a while to settle into yeah. proper mediocrity. <laughs> but, I mean, he took one of the marks of the week last week, and uh, yeah. now yeah. he's putting up, you know, good numbers. Jeez, you reckon Gold Coast are after him for a coach? They'll offer him anything, and he'll still knock it back. Yeah. Well, yeah. The Gold Coast just cleared out some assistance, didn't they? So they did. Told them that they're not getting... Uh, what uh, that's what that meeting was about. What are you up to on the weekend? Feel like, uh, I'm, co- I'm busy that week yep. and... That um, year. Um, <laughs> I'm busy that season. Yeah, I've got uh, netball. Fair. But you can catch, yeah? <laughs> I can catch netball. Yeah. Yep. Look, close enough. Get in. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it's all downhill from Carlton from here. I don't think they're going to get improve any. But, do you reckon uh, their worst season ever? Do you reckon the the um, discussion about them trading the number one pick is worth it? Because let's be I, honest, their number one pick is just someone who's hanging around for two years and fucking off somewhere else. Maybe. Well, I, I mean, mean, they're used to trading like you know gun stars that they've got. They don't have any now, so they're like, fuck it, let's get rid of pick number one. <laughs> well, every if you're a Carlton player and you get traded out, you're about to hit your best form. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a what's up to a red letter day. Green letter day? Sure, I'm going that. You see that red tag in your in your, <laughs> your locker, you're like, sweet. <laughs> Form, here I come. You think every player... Life, thank mum, life, thank God. Uh, <laughs> just about every player that's left there has gone on to career best form. Oh, yeah. Yaron. Yaron yeah. has a, a <laughs> There are a few misses, all right? It's not everyone. It's just about, just about. But the, the hits are bit, definitely bigger than the, than the misses. Yeah. And not the players fair. that have come in, yeah, you could probably say not quite... Even though uh, Judd did get a brown low while at uh, Carlton. Oh, still, still prefer him at West Coast. Well, I mean, they've had number one picks in the past, obviously. They had three of them yeah. you know, in, in recent times. And they've had the, the most number one draft picks that have got wooden spoons um, yep. in the last 10 years. So I, I, I don't know what the answer is, but it depends on what offer's on the table. Yeah. Um, so I think when it comes to trade week, they will, you know, number one's on the table. If we get, if you could trade pick number one for picks, I don't know, three and six, yep. you go, ah, you know what? Let's have a look at the draft. Yeah, that's probably not a bad idea. This is what I like, to, I like to see. I like to see, like, instead of an all-star game, you could have, like, Carlton expats versus the current team. So that's Carlton players that are in other teams, <laughs> and see, that should be a true measure of how good your trade has been. It'd be like the Carlton Foreign Legion or something. Where you Provided they're all intra, healthy. Intra it'd, battle. It'd be a hiding. Yeah, yeah, it's not close. Yeah, so I think that speaks to about their abilities of trading. Jeez. Um, but, yeah, I think Carlton... A number one draft pick won't change their team. No, no, no. They need a lot to go right. But if you trade that number one pick as part of a trade for a quality established leader, 
like a Hodge or a McVeigh or something like well, that. Let's say a McVeigh plus pick 10 or yeah. something. Fuck, that's what they have to do. I mean, yeah. that's a, a, a massive up for them because a, a number one draft, like Lukosis or Lukos, oh, yeah, or, whatever, guy, or yeah. Max King or whoever they're talking about, he'll make an impact, but it'll be minor. Like, you're not going to win games off his own boot yeah. from game one. Yeah. Whereas you get a McVeigh and he's going to make six other players around him better. Yeah. And I mean, there's plenty of uh, competition for Lukosis as well. I think Adelaide came out today and said that they're willing to trade their first pick and doing everything they can to make that a low one. Yeah. So. <laughs> Try again. Yeah. They're keen on it. Um, well, I mean, they might have room too if uh, Rory Sloan goes, but yep. uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, Port Adelaide and St Kilda, I mean, yeah. Um, minor premiers, I'm telling you. Well, they're getting closer, aren't they? They're doing right. Everyone's falling out around them. They've got a soft run home. I can't see them falling outside yeah, the top see, four. Who's the fucking genius, huh? Still not you. No, no. <laughs> let's, let's be sure on that. If it does get up, I'm going to claim every... I'm going to give myself a crown, a belt. I'm going to make myself a championship belt. Why wouldn't you? Yep. If, uh, <laughs> if it gets up. Boring game. I mean, Port yep. Adelaide won, but they did... They, they made sure they did just enough to win, didn't they, really? And yeah, against St Kilda, that isn't much these days. Yeah. So you just have to, uh, you know, half throttle and away you go. I mean, you know, Armitage, Gresham and Membry, they're players you'd pick up, but there's no one else. Yeah, I mean, Gresham's been the absolute stand-up for the Saints. Oh, they yeah. had a horror week on the track. I mean, yep. um, uh, Josh Bruce broke a leg. And yep. then fucking Carlisle gets mm. stabbed with a needle. Yeah. <laughs> Punches the fucking lung. Oh, how St. Kilda is that? that? Like, how did that happen? Well, he had a sore rib. And well, was he to... doing it himself? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to put it past him. A jailhouse tat. <laughs> Actually, I know that he didn't because it wasn't on Snapchat. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Is there much else to say about this? Oh, Robbie Gray, he might be a smoky. For the Brownlow? Yeah. I think he's, he picks uh, up a lot of votes. He's missed know? a few games, but... Not many. Not man. He's uh, definitely in the votes when he's playing. Yeah, I think he gets a lot of votes when he's playing. Um, everyone's uh, focused on Ollie Wines. I reckon um, Robbie Gray might just have him done. Well, Ollie Wines and Sam Gray are two players that will take it off him. You know, because Sam Gray's had ordinary. But Sam Gray won't poll more than four votes. No, no, but he'll. Oh, I think he'll poll two, three vote games. Yeah, there you go. He's only missed uh, one game this season. But I think there's a lot of other players who will take votes off him too. I don't. I'm not Paddy sure. Ryder, I think, will get a few. A few, but I'm telling you, he's, uh, I've got a lot of dark horses in the Brownlow this year. <laughs> uh, Lindsay Thomas, unfortunately, ineligible. He'll get probably nothing. Nothing. Yeah, you get nothing. Um, big Charlie Dixon st- uh, started to look like a dominant force in this one as well um, at times. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I think too. This is one of Motlop's best games for Port. Yeah, it, he looks alright. He's a bit of a downhill skier at times. No, that's not unfair to say because he kicked a ceiling goal earlier on in the year. But um, he's certainly fitted in down there, and he's very comfortable. Hmm. Um, Jack Watts also um, came back in after kicking a, a few goals in the sample. Um He kicked a couple more, but I mean, I think they're getting what an honest person would have expected out of him. Yeah. Well. It's always good to be optimistic, but what? when the rally says anything, you're like, yeah, I can't think that was coming. They're getting yeah. depth out of him, which is what they really wanted. They didn't want him to be a game breaker because, yeah. uh, you know, if, uh, if Dixon's fit and uh, Westhoff's running around as well, well and, Watts can sit on the fucking pine. Marshall overtook him a little bit as well, but yeah. he, he was out injured, obviously. Who's yeah. that little young fucker who got around the back goals all the downtime? That little fucker. That little fucker. Um, oh, I've forgotten the young lad's name. Doesn't matter. Fuck him. Never mind. Um, anyway, they just did enough port, and they're just trotting in um, at the minute. And as long as they, oh, they lost Jonas in this game, but that'll be a, a little 
um, setback for them, but uh, everything's just falling their way at the minute. So well, their, their injury list isn't too bad. No, really. it's pretty good. Um, you know, especially compared to their crosstown rivals. Yeah, yeah. they're looking fucking sweet as anything. But uh, in terms of who they're really missing, it, it, you know, Sam Gray, it's got an ankle, but. Other than that, there's not really anyone you think, fuck, we need him. Hamish Hartlett's handy, but no. You know, there's no one where you go, fuck, if we had him, we'd be best yeah. to for sure. Um, all right, on to uh, Bulldogs and Hawthorne. Um, very close at half time, not close at three quarter time. No, and I mean, is you, the rain was on the wall after the first quarter with Hawks coming out of the gate and banging six straight. But really, uh, Bulldogs were the better side. It yeah. was a Bulldogs game. It's just Hawks were deadly accurate in that first half, and Luke Bruce. Yeah, well, exactly. It was the Bruce show, wasn't it, yeah. this game? But, I mean, it, if you're a small forward, being front and centre from your full forward marking contest, it, it's well, basic football. Well, he only, he only did that once, really, in, in the well, game. I saw him. But he was always in motion around that, so he yeah. knew that he would be, you know, uh, probably two, three metres away from the pack in front of it uh, in motion. Like, you don't want to be standing there yeah. still because you get fucking tackled. That's what he does best at stoppages as well as, you know, the marking mm. contest is he is in motion, which means if the ball comes to him, it, he's going to be very hard to stop. As opposed to standing still, if the ball comes to you, you're easy to stop. The amount of small players that stand right underneath a marking contest, though, is fucking frustrating. Yeah, yeah too close. Um, but, uh, you know, four goals in the first quarter for Bruce, two of them from holding the ball decisions. Yeah. Um, yep. Says a lot. And I know there's a lot of uh, stat monkeys that are very excited about Luke Bruce because yeah. he um, he could be the first player ever to kick 50 goals and 100 tackles in a season. Oh, no yeah. one's ever done it. He's the one that's come the closest and uh, he's right on track for it this year. So if he keeps going at his averages, I think he'll sneak over the line in round 23. But yeah, He's you know, doing well. It's a little way to go there. So we need him for to use some more useless stats. Useless stats, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's not enough. For the dogs, though, young Mitch Wallace, he's, he's had a decent game. He, Great he, game. It's good to see him come back, too, from that uh, fuck-up that cost them a game against North. Yeah. He's he's backed himself in the next week, did exactly the same thing, and it played off, and he, they won. He did well against Geelong, very well. Yeah, and then in this one, he's um, kicked three goals, you know, a few touches, but he's been more than handy. Earned those goals, too. Yes. They weren't simple. Um, there was a great one-on-one contest with Ryan Burton in the goal square where he took the mark. Um, where did this leave the Bulldogs, though? Because they had two great weeks where they were you know, battling against, uh, you know, with their best three or four players out yeah. um, and should have won against North, did win against um, Geelong and then to come out and get pumped by 10 goals. Is it that they played their finals the week before? I think it's just gas tank. Like yeah. You can only go to war so many times and when they played against North and Geelong, they really did hit the bodies hard Yeah, and I think that adds miles. Yep. Yeah. I think they could use just a little bit more help around the ball, a little bit of more protection for some of their players just yeah. to yeah, help 100%. them get through a game. You look at their team and you're like, without Libertore, who's the crazy bastard who's going to enforce the, you know, the young guys, making sure the young guys aren't getting targeted? Yeah. And I don't really think there is one. And I don't think Libertore is that player either. He's just crazy enough that players who are, you know, targeting yeah. Gowers... You're worried that he could. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're giving Gowers a touch-up and Libertore says, Oi, mate, don't fucking do that, you're like, he might well, find me in the I car think, park. I think Marcus Adams is that protector, but he, he's deep down back. Yeah. Well, and, you know... And he had a good game. You, you put something shiny in front like of him and he'll go chase it. Yeah. He doesn't seem like he's afraid of his own reflection. Um, besides that, uh, JJ Johannesson had uh, 25 touches in the first half. Yeah, He actually had a really good game, I thought. Absolutely de- devastating. Then had five touches for the rest of the game. Yeah. So he, didn't, he had a good half, but he didn't have a good game. 
Yeah, and noticeably, and that last half was when all the damage was done. So yeah. it seemed like yeah. he was a linchpin across well, the half back line that broke down. Yeah, it was great. Um, they put uh, Harry Morrison on him, who mm. just really just made him accountable, but also yeah. meant he couldn't get an easy handball receive. Because um, he is a handball receive type player who then sprints yeah. off. And once he gets going, you're not going to catch him. Yeah. Mate Stratton. Had a massive game. He's had a good year. Hmm. But uh, but he um, he doesn't hit the stats very much because he's a, a shutdown player, not a rebounding, high-marking yeah. like Sicily. Yeah. He's career-best form, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and and relative, he's uh, 29 now, so you know he should be one of the leaders down the back. I thought, um, even though he had some deft touches, Jarman Impey, he sort of dropped off a bit. I think so, too, in the last uh, few weeks, actually. He um, was super exciting, but as soon as Burgoyne went out, it seemed like he had to take that uh, the role of Burgoyne, and he's not up to it. Not well, yet. I think you want him running down the wings, um, which is, you want, because that's what Isaac Smith does, and you want, yeah. well, if Isaac Smith's getting shut down, Impey does it. Um, but yeah, he's been just just okay. But he, he did have a couple of big weeks, which probably... Um, Raised expectations, maybe. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I think too, he's the he's the wide receiver player. You want him in space, whereas I think exactly. Burgoyne makes space. Oh well, Burgoyne's just you know unbelievable, but uh, he's still two or three weeks away. Um, first time Hawks has scored a hundred points since about round two, so that was good to see. Wow. Um, the other, I was glad I was at that game because the other game was boring as shit to watch. Um, Melbourne crawling over the line against Frio, uh, thirteen goals, twenty four. I mean, really, this should have been a hundred point win. Yeah, I mean. Melbourne have done that a few times this season where they've managed to pour on the points and give themselves a massive percentage booster and not always against rubbish teams either. I think they was it this year they touched up the Crows for a shit ton over there. Yeah, they did. In, yeah. in um Whether well, it turned out Crows aren't that good this year due to yeah. injuries, but or just, you know, complete demolition from the Tigers well, last year. Especially since uh Melbourne missed out on finals by percentage last year. Yeah. In games like this you go, guys, we, we could have done better. Well, they've got the second best percentage now, so it's just yeah. points that are getting them out of that top top two spot. Um, but you feel like they've got some some you know avenue to really make that grand final now. You can see how they've got it against the top teams, how they're going to perform, and where their strategy is. It's just a matter of execution. Since the last couple of weeks, you know, this was it's hard to be disappointed by a nine goal win. Yeah, it almost was, and they've fell over uh, against some of the better sides like. Um, uh, the Queen's birthday match against Collingwood and yeah. you know, Anzac Day against uh, Richmond. So, uh, And the other one was obviously over in Adelaide against Port. Um, yep. So it, maybe it is sometimes the big stage, they get a little bit of stage fright. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, that's just experience, isn't it? Yeah. Really? Well, they had eight out of the top ten possession getters too. Oh, so they, they had plenty of the ball. They smashed everywhere. They, but without Sandilands, without uh, five, Freo are always fucked. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're Plus, gonna, not at home. Yeah, they're going to struggle, you know, for the rest of the year. They'll probably pick up two two wins at best, I think. But um, yeah, I, th- I do feel like the more of the story was uh, that Melbourne didn't put the foot on the throat. Well, they they missed squandered so many opportunities yeah, as well. So they should have got. See, to me, this this sort of tells me that Stuart Jew is now ruining the fact that he signed with the with the Gold Coast because he could come into this team. And make them about put a five-win better year. Stick him on the half-back flank, you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> you can have shots from there. He just about fucking could, I tell you. But no, because Lyon, he, unimpressive. Yeah, I've never liked him as a coach, to be honest. He's uh, a, he's a no. negator. Yeah. Uh, he's more, yeah, he's... Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. 
<clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Smell of shit too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to the Sunday games. Uh, North versus Suns, a uh, game so enticing that you couldn't even be bothered to go in to watch it. Well, the and thing I is, I'm always happy to see my team get a win, but I look at what I like is matchups. You know, I'll see, uh, say, Goldstein versus Sandilands go, that's something I want to see. Well, Goldstein or, versus Wits is a matchup. Like, Wits has been having a fairly decent year, but yeah. I struggle after that. Yeah, even with that, Wits, he, his head looks like that uh, square faced emoji. There's just nothing going on in his. Like, I'm not even sure he's human. But. Um, he, did, he did used to play for Collingwood, so. Yeah, probably. Probably not human then, but. Uh, there's nothing on their team I want to see. Like, there's no great running players. There's no high marking players. There's just players that want to, you know, go the knuckle, which eh, that's fine. Uh, and you know, there's nothing exciting about the Gold Coast team. Yeah, so when you talk about matchups, having a look at the stats, Goldstein and Wits, dangerously close, al- yeah. almost identical. Um, same number of hitouts. Uh, both kicked a goal. Uh, disposals, uh, Goldstein plus one. Marks, uh, Wits plus three. So it's. It's really close. It is. And, uh, I mean, that's a good thing for Wits because he's probably seeing me next year. He's going to be a target for someone else to try and match up against Goldstein and, and Sandilands next year. Um, tell you what, Stevie May, he can fuck off. What's <laughs> 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 that bullshit? A cheap shot from behind. Yeah, well, when you're bored. Yeah, but at least the, the bloke, look, I mean, that should be like king hit rules. <laughs> he, got, he got a fine for it. So feel the dickhead punch in AFL, I reckon. <laughs> well, they put out an article today that Higgins is the most targeted player in the league, like in terms of fines. people who yeah, finds that he's earned the AFL. Well, maybe there's two stories this one then. Let's just see what, see what <laughs> you reckon he's going to cut. He might be going to cut, hopefully. Yeah. Um, I think there should be a factor in that. 10 grand's worth of hits on, uh, on old Charlie Higgins. I know it's not Charlie, I just like Charlie, that. Charlie, that'll do. But yeah, yeah it's 10 grand bounty, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of people willing to put out some doshes to give you a whack. <laughs> so it's got something more to it. Yeah, not much going for, on for the Suns for the rest of the year either. Well, it's almost at Tony Abbott levels. Didn't that guy pay about 100 grand to give him a headbutt? Uh, six months in jail as well, I yeah. think. Yeah, I think like he did yeah. time for that one. Didn't regret a thing. Um, on to the blockbuster of the MCG. Um, it always fascinates me that uh, Anzac Day is so hard to get a ticket to, yet, you know, 10 rounds later, yeah. you can go see it at yeah. the MCG. There was still a good crowd there and uh, low scoring, scrappy at times, but still it was uh, an entertaining game, I thought. Well, that's what you expected from these two teams. It's always going to be a little bit close yeah. and you did expect Collingwood to be able to get over the top. But I mean, I thought Essendon fought hard, fought well, and yeah, they had something to take their hat on. Uh, some of them were really shit house, though. Yeah, yeah well, they were a bit scrappy. Uh, Ratio was a laid out, which uh, didn't help them at all. Yeah. Um, but uh, there was a lot of class on the Magpies. Um, Steel side bottom in game number 200. Um, kicked a lovely goal from, right, from the foundry. Yeah. And I mean, he's one that's been, I don't know, maybe a luxury in the Columbus side to uh, not play up to what his potential has shown. And they still been kicking on quite last, quite nicely. Won the best and fairest last year, and I think he's playing better this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Sure, McKernan couldn't back up his form. Played shit out. Oh, he had a good game, I thought. No, I not, thought it was all right. Nowhere near as good as the week before. Of course, it yeah. couldn't be. <laughs> that was a career best game. That bullshit snap over the shoulder from fifty. <laughs> fuck off. No, he's done all right, isn't he? He's, he's having a career best year. Um, it makes you think though, when if. Danaher gets ready, you're like, oh, McKernan, you know, it, it becomes a decision now. Yeah. Like, 
Well, Danaher comes in, but I can't drop McKernan now. I've no, got to find a place for him. You're not dropping him. He's, he's had uh, some great old games. Well, actually, if, if Danaher was ready tomorrow, um, I think Stringer's out for a month anyway. Yeah, so. he's done for so a while. Sort of done, does yeah, itself. School holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, Stevenson did his Rising Star nods uh, no harm as well. He's having another uh, good week. So, pretty sure he, he no who got it this week. Uh, Sarah from uh, from, right. from Frio, yeah. Yeah. Who, who really gets it for an accumulation of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Devin Smith has he got a nod yet? No, he's, he's like I, th- I think he, yeah, like I think there. he's got three kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, he's in, only about fifteen games deep. No, uh, this Come season, on. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's, um, he's played about four years at uh, at uh, GWS before that. Oh, that's right. But uh, he had a he had a good run. Thirty-one touches, thirteen tackles, eight marks. It's a good day out. Yeah, he always well. had that potential as well, and he did show it at GWS. Just a bit of you know, I mean, playing side by side with players doing the exact same thing makes it yeah. difficult for those guys. Well, I mean, he he was maturing. Um, yeah. you know, he's always been on this path to be this good yeah. um, and it's you know Essendon's form turnaround in the last month or so has been on the back of him and Saad yeah. Um, yeah. And, and probably him more than Saad um, uh, recently well I think Saad's a great weapon to have because his ability to take on a, a tackler yeah. and just burn them with pace it's it's brilliant to watch and that's why I'll, I'll watch uh, I'd rather watch North play Essendon and lose and play like they did then watch the Gold Coast what game. Oh, and that was a fucking cracker game. It I mean, was a cracker game. Like, my favourite game I've been to at all time was the uh, Hawthorne-Geelong where Tommy Hawkins kicked the goal after the siren to beat us. Yeah. Hawks lost, but it was a fucking cracker game. Yeah. But that's so, what you want. You want highlight games where you uh, just go, oh, mate, did you see that run? Mate, I was right on the wing. I saw it, yeah. in, saw it live. You want those moments. It, Even if they cost you the game, at least it's, it's worth the w- price of admission. I want to be entertained. Yeah. Like, more than I yeah. want Hawthorne to win, yeah. I want to be entertained. Exactly. And so it's an entertainer. You should um, get through to North Melbourne's halftime show. <laughs> <laughs> Shit ass. It's, it's better than the Melbourne one where they uh, killed a bloke, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or try to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the last one, the closest game of the round was the Eagles and the Giants. Um, Giants obviously had their chances and, you know, kick a little bit better than they, they could have done this one, but uh, yeah. Eagles, especially with Big Nick Nat taking some absolute screamers. Yeah. Um, it did feel like once the Giants had put too many points on the board, as has been their want this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, halftime, three goals, eight, you go, yeah, the Eagles are going to grind this out. Nick Nat got uh, two mark of the week nods. Yeah. So he's pretty greedy with that. I, I, I think he's got it sorted for this week. Yeah. See, I was on GWS for this until uh, Johnny Patton did his uh, knee, I think. Yeah. And then I'm like, do you end up scratching that? That's uh, a big blow as well. It is. Uh, How's it come back well, again? This was a game with no forwards. <laughs> yeah, yep, pretty much. It was, uh, you know, no Cameron, no Patton, no Kennedy, no um, Lacra, no old mate bloody. What's the other one? Jenkins, I don't know. No, no uh, Darling. Darling, that's it. Um, obvious best on ground, I think, in uh, Andrew Gaff with lazy 40 touches and a couple of goals. Yeah. Um, he's going to be expensive. <laughs> <laughs> that'll do you. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, he's one of the bigger targets. Um, in season, respect with the injury list that West Coast have, this would be the best crack to beat them at home for you know most teams. Uh, yeah. So for GOS not to be able to do that and be so close, it's almost you, you don't want to take a win out of that. It's almost like a you know a, a debilitating loss where you lose momentum. It's not just like an honourable loss. Yeah. So I think you can just about you know I don't know it's just going to struggle how they how they play finals. I reckon. Um, it, it is. Yeah. I, I thought that they were coming good. Yeah, their midfield is obviously amazing. Um, yeah. GWS, but um, 
yeah, now with Big Patton going down, Jesus oh, is going to be tough for him. Yep. Just sneak into that last spot. Well, who's their their focus is lob then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, who's only one week one week or two weeks back from injury is himself. Yeah, I I don't see him as a a spearhead. He can take some grabs. Yeah, but he's, but, he's a handy second player. Um, and I think Jeremy Cameron's still has he got three weeks to go on his suspension? Yeah, I think so. So yep. until he comes back, you know that uh, they're looking for a lot of goals out of their midfield, um, which is going to be tough to do, uh, especially over there. But uh, the Eagles uh, looks like they've got um, one or both of Kennedy and Darling coming back this week, so that changes them again. Yeah, that's good timing for them to really start gelling for the finals as well. They want to try and get up there into yeah. the top two spots. Well, they can finally move McGovern back uh, where he belongs. Where he belongs. He kicked Floated two across half back. Kicked two, but only had six touches. He, yeah. he was. They were two. He's decent far, goals, but they weren't. Uh, he didn't have a great impact. He's though. far better than that. Yeah, intercept mark. He's worth five goals in the back line. Yeah, exactly. Um, clearly playing out of position, but that's the way it goes when needs be. Yeah, when you've got no forwards, uh, sure. suddenly your backmen look promising. Yeah. All right, on to round 17. We'll do a quick preview of what's coming up. The last Thursday night game for the year, the Crows are hosting Geelong. Um, surely they're, they're not going to boo Paddy when he comes back, are they? So It's been two years now. They would have forgotten about it. It's going to be the only reason they rock up, I reckon. <laughs> reckon so. Um, are they a chance? Uh, I think they're definitely a chance, but I'm not tipping them at all. I think Geelong can just go down there and really put a hiding on them. I think if Geelong kicks eight goals, 23, it won't be enough. No, no, this is true. But um, I don't know. It's always just good seeing Adelaide in the misery of losing at home and not making finals after a grand final appearance. And mm. that's just that's what's swaying me over to the Geelong side. I want to talk myself into Adelaide because I think there's a value bet there, but it just I can't do it. I'm, I've fallen five points behind on my office tipping, so I might have to tip Adelaide just yep. to try and crawl some back. I'm one point down now. I'm fourth. So I've got to, I've got to have a roughy get up. This ain't going to be it. I reckon you could just uh, start start. We actually need to start yesterday. Just making up stats and throwing around the office a little bit about how you know Adelaide lost at home to Geelong for fifteen years, and just make them up, throw them around, see if you know you manage to get into sticks in people's minds and they start tipping. You know, to you, to uh, your undefeated wishes. on Thursday night home games. Yeah, yeah. Just make some shit up like that, and like, cool. Yeah. Brave man that goes against these guys. <laughs> um, Friday night blockbuster: St Kilda versus Carlton. Um, oh, geez, what am I doing Friday night? Um, I it's one of the few nights I wish I was working. Tip tip the crowd at Etihad Stadium. Oh, seven, seven, yeah. just not seven thousand. No, seven, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Channel seven. It's going to be like twelve degrees at best during the day, so this is not going to be a fun one. This could be a lock in. Do you reckon if you're a parent of a player, you're like, uh, I'm, I'm not going to turn up. Well, Joe Silvani, you reckon she might, you know, oh, remember when I used to turn the, <laughs> turn the fucking, what do you call it, the Who Am I Lannis? board? Oh, uh, Sailor Century. Sailor Century, yeah. Um, do you reckon they've got that uh, Who Am I board at home? Well, funnily enough, I saw Pete Smith today in our office building. Pete Smith. Pete Smith, who was Sail of the Century. Oh, the Black Saturday. Right, yeah. Anyway. Oh, that was John. Uh, I don't what, know. Okay. Um, Saints, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I reckon the yeah. Saints, but if Carlton ever get one more win for the season, it's probably going to be now. But yeah. yeah, I think the Saints go there. Oh, I can't see it happening. Um, Hawthorne and Brisbane down in Tassie on Ooh. Saturday. Jesus. Uh, Brisbane have been looking okay, but no. Nah. Brisbane have been putting on big scores. Yeah, against yeah. shit teams. Yeah. yeah. In the sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, no, Freeze them out. This, yeah, yeah they, they're going down to sub-zero Arctic temperatures. They're, I'm pretty sure they're allergic to that. Yeah, I reckon, yeah. Maybe some players won't even show up. 
Um, Melbourne uh, hosting the Bulldogs at the MCG. Um, I think they might put a hurting on the Bulldogs. Yeah, I think the Bulldogs have had their run and now they're um, just trying to consolidate and make sure they've got enough players to fill a team. It's pretty much a rare ex- um, trip to the MCG for the Bulldogs too. I think they only play there two or three times a year. Yeah, it's about that. I'm pretty sure we might have some rain on Saturday. Um, no, no, no rain at Melbourne. Yep, Melbourne <laughs> very easily. Regardless. Yep. Uh, Suns and the Bombers at Metricon. I don't see Suns winning for the rest of the season. No, it's no, going to be tough. No, I think, yeah, I think the Bombers will get this one quite easily. Uh, Giants and the Tigers at Spotless Stadium. Again, I want to talk about the Giants, but they're not going to do it. Well, Tigers are undefeated in 15 years at, at Spotless Stadium. So. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I've never seen a better fourth quarter side than the Tigers are right now. Yeah, um, I reckon this one could be done by the third. Uh, Collingwood are hosting Eagles in match of the round, second versus third. Yeah. What a game now, and especially if Kennedy and uh, Darling come back. Because yeah. Eagles obviously had a lot of trouble mm. playing away, especially MCG. Yeah. This is the time to k- get Collingwood. This is the one that's hardest to pick for me, especially if Kennedy and Darling come back, or even if one of them comes back. Yeah. Because without um, uh, Old Bachelor Law... And, yep. and done as well. I think those are two massive holes that Collingwood will struggle to fill against a team like West Coast. Yeah, and I think this one's going to be sort of that strategy of what they do uh, with Nick Nat. It's almost worth putting Cox in the ruck and have um, Grundy Grundy following around the field and then Cox moves into the forward line or send our forward and takes marks. Well, Grundy Co- versus Nick Nat is brilliant. Yeah, but on a head-to-head ruck scale, I think you could just have Grundy getting worn out from having to chase Nick Nat around. So if you just have him, I don't know, maybe sitting uh, on a center forward and then well, after the match, I reckon Cox does the Grundy's got a decent gas tank. Yeah, I reckon the other way around. Yeah. I reckon he can, uh, Nick Nat can win the first half and Grundy will wear him out. Well, yeah. Nick Nat will sprint him, don't get me wrong. But I think over the distance, I'm on Grundy. And yeah. Grundy runs good patterns. Like he, he knows where to be and when to be there. Um, but if the ball's popped up above their heads, it's Nick Nat all day. He'll yeah. stand on his skull. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to tip the Eagles if, if one of those spearheads is back in. Yeah, uh, same. Otherwise, I'm going to have to really think about it and I might still tip them. Well, I'm definitely on the Eagles. Yeah. Like, we've agreed on everything so far. Uh, North this will fix it. and Sydney. I'll tell you what, the perfect week to catch Sydney because their depth is really going to be tested. Uh, whoever kicks the most goals at a Buddy and Brown or win the Coleman? Well, I do hope that Brown kicks a bag because otherwise he might win the Coleman with 52 goals. Yeah, or it, is, it has been a year of falling well, away. On form, Buddy will probably get uh, spent for five matches. So uh, <laughs> you know, it's been uh, Brown's able to make people fall away quite easily. I'm going to say, they've all get injured. Anyone who gets close to him, they, they get injured. So yeah. I'm saying there's, uh, there's some nefarious underworld tactics going on. Uh, Taswegian voodoo. Yeah, I, I think the, the Tassie Mafia. The Tassie Rangers, <laughs> they're, uh, they're doing a hit job. Um, look, I'm, I'm going to go against Grain here and say Buddy's going to have a very, very quiet day. Well, I reckon he kicks two at best. Generally, uh, Thompson normally gets the run on him, which is funny when you've got Tarrant there as yeah. well. Tarrant's going to be running on him. Don't worry but, about that. Uh, Thompson will be the one that's in front of him and just giving him yeah. hell all day. Because yeah. I don't think that midfield's going to function very well. Uh, um, because going... you only need to shut down Kennedy now. Well, Jacobs is back in as well. Uh, he didn't yeah. have a run with in the last match, really, because they were like... Fuck it, do what you want. They'll send him to Kennedy or Parker and shut him out. I'd, I'd say Parker. Yeah. Uh, I think Kennedy is probably a little bit uh, too elusive for him, but I think Parker's shut downable. Yeah, well, Parker goes forward a lot too, um, which makes it harder for him. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm tipping north on this one. I'm going on the Swans. I think they'll just get overhead. I think Buddy will kick three in the last quarter. That'll be the only goals to scores of the game, and that'll be it. Yeah, for this, I'm, I'm coming back, uh, winding back the clock. Uh, young Cam Zerha, uh, injured, uh, broke his ankle. 
decided to take a couple of ruck taps. Bring in Bruce. Bring no, in the yeah, big yeah. fucker. There's no Sean Grigg. <laughs> it, it's a good idea to make Cam Zerha take taps when you've got Ben Brown up one end and <laughs> yeah. Magic Door down the other. Yeah. Well, the, Do we want the two six foot eight blokes taking <laughs> yeah. the taps? Well, the theory behind it apparently was, you know, Magic's doing well in the back line. He's taking marks. And you've got uh, Benny Brown kicking goals up front. So they really needed uh, a Jared Waite or a Mason Wood to take the taps, but they were injured. So for whatever reason, imagine being Cam Zerha. He's, he's one, maybe? Yeah. And they've gone, uh, you're taking the taps, mate. You're like, you fucking what? I think he's got a leap, but it's not great. No. It's, it's no Sean Griggs. It, yeah, it's a, exactly. It's a pretty decent leap for his size, but it's not AFL Ruckman standard leap. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's decided he hated it so much that he's not doing it again for the rest of the season. So he's, he's done for that. That's why you do it. But uh, bring, in, bring in big Prusy. I've called for it all last year. I'm calling for it again. He hasn't played a game all year, has he? No, he hasn't. If I was him, I would seriously be looking in my oh, absolutely. Season. Well, he's, yeah, he's come out and said he's pissed off about being kept out. So Good. it's one of the ones where you've got to play him or trade him. Yeah. Yep. Um, and finally, uh, Frio are hosting Port. Port are going to run all over him. Yep. Just leave it there. Yeah, I, I really wish I had an excuse to tip it. But uh, without Fife's out for four, Sandlin's for another two. It ain't happening for him. And now Brayshaw's out as well. So there goes one of the young guns. Yeah, yeah they got no chance. They got no team. Yeah. No team. All right, that'll do us. Good luck. Peace.